on the Drift Podcast. G'day, champ. I was looking for some winners. Sure thing. Please hold. Moses won the 10,000 from Paolo Away goes Anima and the Rose Hill getting. But Home Affairs has made a mess of them. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence. I'm thunderstruck. Went boom over the top. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Thanks for waiting. No guarantees, but we'll see what we can do. Ah, sounds about right. Mate, what I wanted to ask you was when's the last time it's actually quite fortuitous that you're wearing that crew neck today? Um, chicken, but different different gravy. When's the last time you had Nando's? Mate, a long time. I'm a big Nando's guy. Yeah, I had it for the first time in a long time last night. So what's what's your what's your spice rating? Where where do you stand on the on the threshold? See, I, I do things a bit differently. Um, I actually usually get a half chook, but I get a barbecue. And yes. you're thinking you're thinking, all right, um, what's that between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I do is I get the half chook um, with a side of peri peri chips with extra peri peri seasoning. And then I grab myself the hot sauce uh, and then I lather it all with the hot sauce. So, I have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because they do chicken ribs as well, the barbecue chicken ribs. Yeah. That's how I discovered the barbecue sauce. It's elite. Because it is elite. <laughs> it's elite. So, I flipped it. So, I got a half chook last night with barbecue and then I they're usually barbecue ribs, but then I got the hot ones. So, gotcha. So, yeah, it was good stuff. But that's not really why I'm, I'm raising this, right? No one really really cares about my Nando's order. But I walk into this Nando's, right? Yeah. And they go and I'm greeted not by a hey mate, how can I help you? He's like, How you doing, boss? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like excuse me? How old's this kid? <laughs> like he would have been twenty. That's just that generation, mate. Like the difference between us as thirty year olds and twenty year olds. Is, is vastly different. Oh, my God. Speaking from experience, my youngest brother's only 20. And just the way they operate and talk and <laughs> interact with each other, I don't think they can have a conversation unless they're consuming content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they'll be True. talking to you, but also, like, yeah. somehow scrolling through TikTok yeah. and paying attention to both things. Um, yeah, they the way they speak is bizarre. Yeah. And then, so that's how he uh, started the conversation. And then he ended it. He's like, anything else, boss? I was like, oh, boss me twice. <laughs> you can't boss me twice. <laughs> Don't boss me twice. It's like the... the um, so what, like, are the, what generation are they called? So, uh, we're millennials. Uh, they're the I yeah, generation? So, we're millennials, Gen Y. They're Gen Z or they're... Are they Gen Z? Yeah, Gen, Gen Z. Z. So, the Gen Z boss is like the millennial <laughs> champ. Yeah, you've been you've been champed like, across acro- across generational champ. I felt like a prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm really sorry, mate. I'll just have some Nando's, please. <laughs> just feeling so submissive. <laughs> it's been dominated. Uh, um, do you know what I'm going to start calling people? And I'll declare it on this podcast. I'm just, I feel like I've, I'm just going to start calling people lords. Lords, righto, lord. <laughs> yeah, good one, lord. <laughs> lord, stop being such a lord. Yeah. What could it be short for? Mm. Never well, know. would you ever call a four-day-old four baby Lord? Because we, uh, we met little Harvey Weston yesterday. Harvey Ray Weston. Um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a little Lord. Yeah. He's got some Lord tendencies. Um, they're so, so tiny, aren't they? Yeah. He's, I think he's, he's smaller than little Bo, I think. 
Yeah, but we didn't really see Bo until he was, what, like four weeks old, maybe? Yeah, true. That is true. Uh, but, mate, little, little Harvey Ray, he can he can sleep like the best of them. Mate, yeah. Um, look, you know, if I hung out with Brad that much as well, I'd be sleepy. <laughs> Uh, so it was nice to meet Harvey. So congratulations to Bradley and his beautiful partner Shani as well. Yeah, it was Shani's thirtieth too mm. yesterday. So yeah, it was a big day of racing. It was. Um, you know who's back in the good books, mate? Ollie, Damien Oliver, <laughs> Ollie. I told you. I think <laughs> before his last like six Group One runs, I was like, mate, Ollie's due for a Group One win here. Yeah, because the last one he would have won. Before yesterday was what you reckon? Let me do a quick quick Google. I reckon it was the Oaks twenty twenty one. He rode like three during the carnival. He had a pretty good carnival. Uh was it Willowy? Maybe. Yeah. It might have been Willowy in the Oaks. Mm. Um Yeah, long time between drinks for, for Ollie. Um and yeah, I I was reading yesterday Chris Lee's the trainer of Amakura. Um had to go to a bit of effort to, to get to convince Ollie to come up and, and ride the thing. So, mm. um, all's well that ends well, as they say. I I would thought, would have thought so, but um, I think he's um, he's I, I can't f- figure it out. This is one thing about racing which is makes it so bloody difficult. Like I just went on racing dot com just then, and they had him on one hundred twenty five Group One victories. Now it was reported yesterday that it was his one hundred twenty eighth. So, that, I think that's something that racing does horrifically, Paul. Uh, live data. Yeah, live data. Just there's inconsistent data as well. You could look at sectional data for, on RaceNet versus like something like Racing Queensland or Racing.com for Racing Victoria or even... I don't even think I can find the sectional data that well for Racing New South Wales. And they're all different. Mm. So, it's like you... Okay, who do I trust? Um, <laughs> no one. Yeah, but anyway. Except, except your own guts, mate. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a replay guy. Mate, mm. let's have a look. Speaking of replays, let's have a look at Ollie's sensational work here on Amakura because he rode this thing an absolute peach. And I was saying before the race, he he needs to basically... Provide one last Ollie special. So that's. So he hugs the rail. Yep. My thing misses the start. A Ferris Weaver mm. goes back. Um, but Ollie, Ollie rode so well because he just kept creeping up. Yeah. Yeah. And you can. So basically, the line of three are probably the three most. Fa- they're, they're actually the three in the market. So Renaissance Woman is the favourite sitting outside at Amakura. And then A Ferris Seaver. <laughs> Ferris Weaver. Um, Outside her, so, and she was second favorite, right? Yeah, she she started. They were about even money, uh, mm. about like three eighty, three ninety with the good people at Neds. I think maybe a fair sweeper jumped at about four dollars twenty. But mm. um, yes, as soon as as soon as she jumped slowly, I was like, she's no chance. Mm. Um, and and from what I from what I gathered yesterday, there were things running on, but they weren't. Like if you're that far back in the field, they weren't they weren't making up enough ground. Like they were running on to finish third, fourth, fifth, but they weren't running on enough to to win. No. So as soon as she was back here, I was like, no chance. But um, if you, I didn't have eyes for Amakura for a lot of the race, but I did. Yeah. So did she just <laughs> did she just creep her way up? So that's that's Renaissance woman there, right? Yeah. And a Ferris Weaver. That's 
Amakura here. So, she's just basically put about two to three lengths on him with about 800 from home. So, she's sitting just back in midfield now, Amakura. um, And Ollie's getting into her a little bit. Yeah. You know? Whereas Renaissance Woman and a Ferris Weaver, like a Ferris Weaver is only just starting her run now, but she's been three or four wide the yeah. trip. And this is, I think, from the six to the four, this is where Ollie really gets himself in a perfect position. Yeah. Probably, and he steals about two to three lengths right now heading into the straight with about 400 from home. And you see him not even ride her. He is so patient until about the 200. Because he's not, he's ridden the... How many oaks would he have ridden in? Oh, so many. He's only had to go past like two horses. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ferris Weaver and Renaissance Woman yeah. just making their runs now. Um, and they'll finish fourth and fifth. Uh, but they were like six, seven wide as they were fanning around the bend. Mm. Whereas you're right, Amakura was just like, okay, I'll just sit on the fence. And and in hindsight, if you're, if you're Johnny Allen or Josh Parr, I think was on a Renaissance Woman, oh. you just want to get off the back of Ollie. And yep. not go around the outside because they're the three who probably finish the top three in the yep. market. Absolutely. Um, but no, nah, well found by you. Well found by the market as well. Fuck, mate. Are, they, mate. are they listening to this they must podcast be. or what? They must be. And a lot of the things that I um, spoke about um, on the podcast in other races were getting pumped in as well. Oh, we will touch about that. Don't you worry. Oh. Mate, we're, I think we're on the right ponies. We're on the one that they had the market support. It's just they didn't win. <laughs> they just didn't win. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, well found, mate. I think, um, oh, look, you know, is this going to be a form race moving forward? I'm not sure. But the positive about Amakura is that's her sixth start. So she broke her maiden by like seven or eight lengths, I think, was it? Yeah. Um, over 1,800 metres against her own age, I'm pretty sure. And then... Goes 1,800 metres again on the sunny coast against the older horses. Loses a shoe in the run and still wins that convincingly. Um, and rated pretty well. I actually sent a little um, Twitter message to um, our guy, Dan O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. who's big ratings expert, um, big fan of what he does. I'm not a like, be-all and end-all ratings guy, but it's just interesting stuff mm-hmm. to read. I sent him a message during the week saying, hey, do you have a, a rating for Amakura in her Sunshine Coast run? Um, and it was like a 92, let's say. And Fireburn, when she won the Roses, rated like a 95. Mm. So I think that difference of three is about a length, maybe mm. less than a length. So so theoretically, you're looking at Fireburn thinking, okay, cool. If that's if she was 80% done there and, you know, at 100%, she's probably going to improve on that rating a bit. In the Oaks, but Fireburn's a tried and true horse, you know yeah. what I mean? So, how much maximum improvement is there? Whereas this thing, if she's if she's gone to another level, then it's like, okay, cool. Well, what's she going to do in the spring? She might yeah. actually be a genuine staying horse. Absolutely. And so, what was that race that- um, uh, Fireburn won? Or? Yeah, the Broses. So, because yeah. she won that race extremely convincingly, mm. right? And then you see Renaissance Woman, like- um, basically run into fourth there. So, you go like, okay, she probably did stay the trip. The Fireburn connections would be pretty... I think they'd be feeling pretty hard done by. Um, yeah. You know, after race, just doing the, the quick maths, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, don't, I, I just I, found I, it strange that she wasn't given until race morning to um, prove her fitness. Two and, two and a half out of five... Lame. So, whether that's just an automatic, mm. yo, yeah. see ya. But I'm not sure. <coughs> yeah, you'd be pretty dirty. And 
God knows where she gets to in the run from she drew a great gate 16. Mm. So, she probably is back there with Amakura. Mate, hon- honestly, she probably like finds a run behind yeah. the winner. So, you know, uh, you know it's all uh, who, who knows? Um, but no, I, th- I think um, a rightful winner on the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clawing back money in the group one strategy. Uh, I think is- I would have broke even on the race. <laughs> no, you're back. Yeah, yeah, you're back in the back in the green, which is good to see. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, <laughs> that this is me to a T drifters. Like I would not be surprised if we get to the last <clears throat> group one of the season, the, the Tats Tiara, and I'm on zero. <laughs> like, literally broken even. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, like if you're having fun on the way and you mm. and you're not losing any money, then all's That's well true. it ends well, as they say. But no, well done, mate. It's yeah. a it's a nice find. Would have been nicer if she jumped at what the oh. 15s that she was on Wednesday. Honestly, <laughs> taking a haircut. But that's why I, if she was, if I was like, all right, I think she's going to start fifteen dollars on the day. I would have been a one by three. But I stated she's going to start single figures because this would be the roughie that they come for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lo and behold, lo and behold, they listen. Yeah, they know. The Phoenix was. The first race of the day. Now, Azula was a very nice winner for Waterhouse Bot again. Uh, Rachel King in the saddle. Yeah, she was tough. So, TC was supposed to be in the saddle, but apparently he was late getting to the track. Yeah, right. So, like, oi, Rach, can you jump on, please? Um, worked out very uh, fortuitously for mm. both Rachel and Waterhouse and Bot, and the punters are back to... I was not one of them. I was on influential, mm. um, and he was just way too keen in the run. Mm. I think he ran into fourth or yeah, something like that. Something like but um, Azula yeah. was tough. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's um, you know, and that's what is the advantage of these on-speed horses at Eagle Farm. It's just they're so bloody hard to get past. Yeah, um, and you have to be a pretty damn good one to get past them. So, um. I was on the thing that was coming home like a freight train late. She took an absolute eternity to wind up out wide. But um, she did finish off quite well. Her name is escaping me right now. but Tigress, um, Electric Tigress. Yeah, Electric Tigress or something. But, yeah. Um, so, I think she'll be suited over further. Um, but, mate, this Azula had a will to win late. So, nice Azula... Win. We'll back up into the JJ, I presume, but I don't think that race will produce the JJ winner. No, no. Nice concept, though. The Lightning. Now, Patronus. Now, I saw... Wait till you see... Um, we won't mention their name, but there's someone's, someone in their connections of this horse that I want to highlight. Um, now, they went so bloody quick out front here. Uh, I was on Rubiculus back on the inside. Is that Athelric back Yeah, Athelric was looming up like the winner. Yep. I was on Malkovich. He went way too fast yep. with the top weight. Uh, but this winner is quite smart. But this is interesting after the race. Are they going to show? No. It was on the... <laughs> he loved it, didn't he? Not that race. Different but it race. was a... I'll, I'll tell you after. Okay. But, um, yeah, that was, that was a nice win, you know. Yeah, it was a nice win, but, like, you know, handicap race over a 1,000 metres, yeah. like, whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Uh, next race was the Magic Millions National Classic. Now, we thought Foxy Freda was far too short, but uh, 
Turns out. <laughs> she's just better. Turns out she's a very good man. Follow her all prep and jump off today. Um, I was on Osmos. But no, nah, Foxy Frieda, yeah, run on the outside. One of the few things to really run on and, and dominate. Mm. Um, yeah, she was great. Mm. She's just a good man. She'll, I think they'll take her to the tats now, take her back to 1,400 metres. But um, yeah, she's good. Mm. She's very good. And she got the the horse that I'd land up being on, Princess Rahane's or whatever her name is. Rainis. <laughs> yeah. Um, took her into the race. She was four wide without cover the trip. So... Uh, you can forgive her, and she was a lot closer in the run than I thought she would be. Uh, but Foxy Freda, she's only a compact little mare, but she does get the job done. Yeah, Osmos got squeezed in, only got her run sort of towards the end and ran a nice fourth. Um, but no, I don't think anything was beating Foxy Freda. No. God, no. Is what it is. It is what it is. Um, the Spear Chief Handicap. Now, this was this horse... If you find the right race for him, Unimec, he was not mentioned once by us on Wednesday. No. Um, <clears throat> Brad and I had a little quaddy and um, and he was in the quaddy at sevens, but yeah, I, I gave him absolutely no yeah. thought, Unimec. But he's, I, he's been up for he's been up for about ten years. I had I had it in my mind that he was a wet tracker. I looked at his recent wins; they're on hard tracks. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> Like, I even forget who I backed in this race. Character. There you go. Um, trying to get back some of mine. But um, no, he was running up the arse of things as well. Yeah. And Munimek, he's just a, he's just a winner. Well, and it, it, it's taken him a while to actually be a winner. Mm. You know, I think um, they might have put the bar a little bit too high for him. But he just, mate, he's just. Find a, the right race, like you said. He's a good horse. Mm. He's a good little horse. And, you know. Hutchie from racing.com is just filling <laughs> his pockets. Filling his pockets. Well, what did you say the prize money was for that race? He picked up another, was it 190 or something? No. 90, I no, think it was. 92. Yeah, 92 yeah. grand plus whatever he would add on. At sevens. At sevens, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's cleared six figures for the race. Oh, probably, yeah. Comfortably, yeah. <laughs> Responsibly. <laughs> this was one of the wins of the day, little... Prince of Boom. Mate, he was unbelievable. He he led and went so fast and just kicked away. Mm. Um Yeah, I gave him a bit of thought, Prince of Boom, but I um Oh, what was I on here? Baller? <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't on Baller. No. I thought I was better with Clemenso. Yeah. The market support for him again. Yeah. Like eight Eight dollars fifty into five dollars. Yeah, every like, time they they just love him. Oh, and when's the last time he's won? <laughs> he's oh, the bookie's best mate. It's been it's been some time. Um, I I keep forgetting what I backed in this race. Quantico man. wasn't it? Quantico, of course. Yeah, like a lot of people. That's what, that's what I mean. Like I identified a lot of things during the week that just got pumped in, which gives you some mm. confidence. But no, he just he I, just kept running away from him. I. Th- I read the stewards' report. Quantico was just J Mac had no excuses for him, but he was flat. Yeah, so, you know it is what it is. But um, yeah, look at them fan out. This is like a two-year-old race. He just really gapped him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he just finds the rail there, and he's like, "See you later, kids." Um, doubtful that he's going to the Stradbroke. Apparently, Uh yes, I also wrote uh, read that. No, that was that was a great win. It was yeah. it was dominant. <laughs> it was, uh, but. 
one here. We finally find we, we at least we end the day with a couple of winners, you know. We find the Oaks winner, which we both had in our group one strategies, and red card was you know what? I reckon it was your best of the day. It would have been my best of the day. Mm. Red card, yeah. Um Yeah, she was awesome. I just that that win in Scone, I was so taken by it. Mm. And um I thought the quote that was around three seventy, three eighty four, I was like, geez, I reckon that's slightly over. So yeah, smashed was- late. Yeah. Got smashed into about three dollars. Every time I was looking at my Ned's attic just kept going down ten cents. Yeah. I was like, geez, this is a hell of a hell of a lot of money here. J Mac on as well. Mm. And I don't think he wrote a winner all day, so the law of averages suggests. Um but no, she was brilliant. She's a smart little filly. I think mm. that's probably like ninth start, maybe. Mm. Yeah, so you know who I was actually looking at this race because I was like I had it in my mind's eye. We were in um the Channel Seven uh tent last year uh, with a mate of mine who Mm. used to work with Tom and we had a quaddy on with uh, Ollie from uh, that's right yeah actually no we're in the Nova 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 tent and um, I was like I reckon Godolphin it was our best bet of the day lasted Godolphin and it just like it just won and it was around that three to four dollars again it was I was like oh it's a stupid price Gypsy Goddess one, and yeah. it's like going into that. And it was a Thelric in the last, putting in three, three in a row. I was like, ah, oh, just history repeating itself. Gee whiz. That was a very winnable quaddy. Yeah. Very winnable quaddy. Yep. Munamek uh, into Prince of Boom, mm. into uh, Amakura, yeah. into Red Card. Very winnable quaddy. Did we? No, but, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Kieran McAvoy riding five winners in Sydney yesterday. And he's on AF Cabin for the Stradbrokes next Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's timely timely return to form, isn't it, Kieran? But um, it helps when all the good jockeys aren't in Sydney. But um, So, J-Mac, TC. Hot Nash. Hot Nash. Rachel King. She rides a winner on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Any others that we're missing? Jason Collett. Yep. JC. They're probably the key ones. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> um, Afcabin's got 53 kilos in the Stradbroke, and he's still a three-year-old Colt. Hawaii 5 is also a three-year-old Colt. He's going to have 49 and a half. And then think about it. Mm. Wait for age. Kingswood Smith winner drops back to 54 kilos for the Stradbroke. Oh, Yet to see the field, the full field, yet to see the barrier draw. But I think they're the three that you're probably playing around at this stage, mm. personally. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> five winners. Oh, five off-season winners. Yeah, five off-season winners. <laughs> um, still can butcher a, a young two-year-old and take it five wide in the first. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um <laughs> Yeah, next week, Stradbroke Day. I'm keen as. I'm, I've got my ties ordered. They're here. I'll show you them afterwards. Um, I can't wait. It's it's going to be a great day. It always is. Um, we'll be wearing these. Looking um, sharp. We'll be looking sharp. Um, and, you know, it'll just be a great crescendo to our winter carnivals because you're not going to be there for the Tats Tiara. No, I won't be there. Um yeah, this is going to be a climax, that's for sure. 
It's a trap rock day. No, very keen. Um, and the rest of the cards are always good too. The JJ, so on and so forth. Yeah, we'll be there with bells on. Q22, Brisbane Cup over the two mile. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's a few others. Yeah, I think I already know all the ponies I'm going to bet on for each of the races. I'm prepared, ready to go. I don't need to do the form. Easy. Easy. All right. Cheerio. See you.